Amazon's got everything you need for your dorm. From everyday essentials and school supplies, to clothes and decor, to bedding for... Power naps. And regular naps, too. Save on all things college at Amazon. You already know the fun of King's Island. Blue ice cream for lunch, catching your breath between screams on the beast. But this summer at King's Island, this is 50. Don't miss their 50th anniversary celebration all summer long with new shows, new food, and new fun. It's King's Island's biggest summer yet. And now through August 14th, King's Island is turning up the excitement with a daily 50 Years of Fun street party. It features dancers, music, and more, commemorating the last 50 years. Make plans today at visitkingsisland.com. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host Dan the Viking. Now we have got a bit of a special episode for you guys this week and it is a flashback. This is my first ever recording of a podcast and it is a podcast that was aired on Realm of the Supernatural. So I know some of you guys have come over from Realm of the Supernatural, may have heard this before. If you haven't heard this before, this is our Norse mythology episode that was recorded probably around six months ago. This was just before I started my podcast. And it's something that is quite uh, dear to my heart in history. I really, really enjoy Viking history and Norse mythology. So this is really what got me into podcasting. There will be a few mistakes and a few um, ums and ahs in this episode. Because obviously this was the first time I, I ever recorded. So there are a few... Uh, audio mishaps so i hope you can get past those but for those of you who are interested we do have another couple of episodes coming up for you very shortly so if you have listened to this one you can give it a skip and wait for the next one to come out your next episode will be 1066 which is the year of the battle of hastings it's also a year where the vikings were finally kicked out of britain so it is quite an important year in british history and it's the year that we got a french king so this will be for those of you who don't know about the year 1066 that'll be quite an interesting one for you guys the next episode after this one to go onto any sort of server which will be the new patreon episode for al capone that one will be the next one we upload followed by 1066 The next episode after that, uh, which I'm sure you guys are probably eagerly anticipating, is the Battle of Trafalgar. That one has already been put onto Patreon, so for those of you guys who are on Patreon, you probably have listened to that. For those of you who can't wait another week and a half, get yourselves over to Patreon and get yourselves listening to that Battle of Trafalgar episode. It's a brilliant episode, and my dad has done an absolutely fantastic job, as per usual. The episode to come after that is another one that I am really, really excited to do, and that is the history of Halloween. So for all of you who do celebrate Halloween, it will give you a bit of an idea as to why we do certain things, why we trick-or-treat, why we put the lanterns out, and yeah, should be quite a fun episode, something a little bit different, so not what you're used to. The next voice you're going to hear from... Uh, this episode will be Lee from Realm of the Supernatural podcast. And like I said, I hope you do enjoy this episode because this is 
what really got me into podcasting in the first place. So enjoy it, guys. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Realm of the Supernatural podcast. I say that in case people are watching us on YouTube, because I don't necessarily know it's a podcast. Anyway, I'm talking to Dan. Hello. So, <laughs> so Dan's here with me today. Aaron's still in New York, yeah, uh, having a great old time. Yeah, he does filling like his, he's having a bit Filling of his belly, isn't he? Yeah, just a bit. So... Um, Dan's coming on today to talk a little bit about Norse mythology for you, uh, and a little bit of yeah. well, the bit, gods and bit of Norse mythology, bit of Viking history, um, and some of the more supernatural yeah. sides to it. Uh, things people may or may not know. Uh, um, we've had uh, a big influx of uh, Patreon support just recently. Uh, given that it's January, that's much appreciated because everyone's skint in fucking January. Yeah, I know that feeling. So, uh, that, you know, that's really appreciated. Uh, keep that, keep up with that. Anyone that's made a pledge on Patreon will get a special mention in the, the first show that Aaron's back because obviously we do it that together. But So if you don't hear your name called out, it's because we're waiting. So we haven't forgot about you and we do appreciate it. Uh, going forward, we're hoping to put a lot more on Patreon than the general feed. So if you are thinking about joining patreon join it it's really simple what you should do is you join up i think it costs it's a minimum of two dollars a month cancel any time and then what they'll do they'll send you an email see a lot of people don't know how patreon works someone was asking me the other day so they'll send you an email with um like an rss link feed and what you do there you go to your podcast app Apple Podcasts do it, and a few others do it, um, where you can actually submit the feed in there, then you'll get it into your podcast app, the additional content that we put out, or we're calling it the community now, but you'll get the additional content straight to your podcast app, you don't have to do anything else, you don't have to go onto Patreon ever again, other than, you know, other than to uh, up, if you want to upgrade your tier or, or cancel, but that's all you do. It's really simple. If anyone's got any questions about Patreon, they're not sure how it works or whatever, just get in touch with us. It's not, you know, it's not a problem. I'll, you know, I'll let you know. I'll take you through the steps. It's supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Okay, so Dan is a history teacher uh, and he's come to tell us a little bit about Norse mythology. So take it away, Dan. Where are you starting? Well, I'm just going to start with um, basically the gods. Um, it's the most obvious part. Obvious ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've covered a few... Um, that people may or may not know. Um, I think with the introduction of Marvel comics and... Yeah. Um, Should we just point out what Norse mythology is, where it comes from first? So it comes... Okay. Unless, I'm yeah. assuming that 100% of people will know. I would you assume. Know, do you? you never know, do you? I mean, um, I, it's basically, it originates in Scandinavia. Um, so you're talking countries like Norway, Sweden, uh, Finland, Denmark, um, things like that. Sweden? Um, <laughs> there's uh, also... Um, a lot of Norse mythology is taken from Germanic culture as well, so a little bit later in the yeah. period. Um, and a lot of it rears up in things like um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lord of the Rings is is basically just taken straight from the textbook. So yeah, that's always a a good thing if you if you know your Lord of the Rings, you'll probably know most of this. This will sound familiar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I mean, when you're looking at Norse mythology, it's basically it's a collection of stories and myths. So that's all it is. It's not. Well, none of it was really written down. A lot of it was word of mouth. It was a lot of stories that were told to generations and passed down. And it's taken a long time for historians to actually get to grips with yeah. the entire the entire content of it. Um, so some of, like I said, some of these you're, you're going to know. I mean, I'm assuming most of your listeners are going to be familiar with people like Thor, Odin, Loki, and they're quite quite prominent in Norse mythology. Yeah. Um so like I said, I mean they're passed down from 
from family to family. Um, and what people may or may not know is uh, it's actually split. The, the gods of Norse mythology are split into two families. So your first family are called the Asir, and the second family are called the Vanir, or Ven Vanir. Vanir, however you pronounce. I'm not a hundred. I'm not a pronunciation expert, unfortunately. So, um, no, never no. mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the Asir family are the more common gods. So that's uh, Odin. Obviously, Odin is the chief of the gods. He is in charge. Uh, he's the ruler of Asgard. So Asgard, again, being one of the worlds that, um, where the gods are from. So there's, uh, in Norse mythology, there's nine different worlds. Um, and the main one is obviously Asgard. That's, that's where all the, the gods live mm. and preside. So, um. So that's like the pantheon in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. This is what I mean. I mean, you look at a, a lot Greek. of. A lot of, well, Greek mythology, you can look at Egyptian mythology, even Roman mythology, a lot of it's linked in, um, and there are a lot of stories. So before you get into the individual gods, did some of these gods walk the earth? Is that the mythology, or these are all there, like creators? There are or? stories in which they are linked to the earth. So there are certain stories um, where the gods have interacted with humans, um, but for the vast majority of it, it's all outside of outside of Midgard. I've put that in quotations. Yeah. Midgard being Earth. So for the Vikings, Midgard is where they lived. You know, that's where everybody lives. And outside of that is the other realms, the other worlds. So, um, so I mean, Odin, uh, a lot of people, obviously, if you ever see a picture of Odin, um, he's very prominent to have one eye. Uh, it's one okay. of the, the most common things is he's got one eye. Um, basically he is the wisest of all the gods. He's the most intelligent and he gave up that eye to be able to be more wise. Right. So one okay. of the stories, obviously he had to sacrifice something to get something. So, um, again, a lot of these stories, they're, they're designed, I think, um, mainly to I think I would have gone with an ear. Yeah. I don't think I'd have gone with an eye. I don't think I'd ever, <laughs> yeah. I don't know or how he lost it. <laughs> No, no, God, no, definitely not. <laughs> Never down there. Oh, rather than an eye. I thought, do you know what? I'd rather lose both eyes than not testicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the other thing is um, he's prominent for is, is he, he's got a, a spear. So in a, obviously in Norse mythology, a majority of people are going to know about Thor and his hammer. Hammer, yeah. Um, Odin had a spear. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. The spear was made by dwarves. So again, we'll get into that yeah, later yeah. in, in the show. Um, the, the dwarves, um, obviously they, they build a lot of the weapons and things like that. So mm. with Odin's spear, it's supposed to be unbreakable. Okay. I reckon I'd give it a good go. <laughs> um, What's it made of? Do we know? Just no. dwarf metal. Yeah, dwarf metal. Yeah, whatever dwarf metal. Yeah. I'm assuming there will be something um, somewhere. I'm not sure on the ins and outs. Um, there, I mean, there is dwarf artifacts that are found in Siberian places like that. Hmm. But are meant to be legit dwarf artifacts. So there will be some sort of metal. That this yeah, is they're probably... not like a, like a copper or a tin type. Mm, well, I can't imagine copper would be unbreakable. No, but. <laughs> well, I don't think you make copper into a spare, would you? But. No, it wouldn't be a very good yeah. one. Not very effective. Um, so the other thing with Odin again is, um, if you ever look at pictures again, he normally has two ravens, one on yep. each shoulder. If you have seen pictures yeah, seen like that, that. Yep. Um, they're basically his spies. He's got his own spies that all fly around. And so is that like like where Game of the Thrones, Game of Thrones sort of? Um, 
I can't imagine it wouldn't be. I can't imagine Game of Thrones wouldn't have taken some mm. of it from the yeah, mythology. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a few things that, like I said, that we'll get into in a bit that you would go, well, that's Game of Thrones all over it. Yeah, so, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's quite common. Um, the other thing <clears throat> that I've mentioned on here is, is basically he, he rides a horse. Now, um, his horse is called Slipnir or Sleepnir. Now, the thing you'll find with Sleepnir is, is he has eight legs. Yep. So eight legs, not common, obviously. No. <laughs> no. no. Um, the, the point with him, I mean, I, I've always found that there's a link between Sleepnir and Santa. Mm-hmm. And that might sound a bit strange, but there yeah. are a few links between Norse mythology and Christianity. Uh, and Santa having eight reindeer, Sleipnir having eight legs, Odin being the father of the Vikings, Santa being the father of Christmas. Uh, they're both depicted as old with white beards and long gray hair. There are similarities. Um, again, looking into other sides of it, uh, Krampus is taken straight out of German mythology. German mythology is very intertwined with uh, Norse mythology, and there are yeah. a lot of links with that. So <clears throat> it's not impossible to think that, you know, the legend of Santa has come straight from the Norse textbook. Mm. Uh, sorry to any kids that might be listening. So <laughs> we don't want to ruin anything for anybody. Yeah. Santa is real. Yeah, of course he's real. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, you wouldn't want to know he came from an eight-legged horse. No. Um, so the other thing I always find interesting with Sleepnir is, is uh, Loki is one of the most famous gods. Now, Loki is what's called a trickster. So he's depicted in Marvel comics and in the Avengers series. He's depicted as quite evil. He's not necessarily evil. He's just not good. So. Right. Yeah, he's he's more of a dick yeah. than than a, an actually a bad person. So he's not setting out to be necessarily no, bad. No, he just, he's just an idiot, and he likes he likes to wind people up. A um, yeah, I mean, one of his biggest pranks is the fact that he's a shapeshifter. Um, he is known for he can change into anything, and he changed into a female horse, and ended up giving birth to Odin's horse. So Loki is actually Odin's horse's mum. Yeah, even though he's a boy, really weird, but. Mm. Well, you know, you've you got the know. ability. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, like I said, Loki, he's not hes not evil, but he's hes certainly not good. Um, and that is pretty much the the thing behind him. And, and his children are certainly not good. So this is something we will get into. Um, he has four children. Um, he has Fenrir, which is the wolf. Uh, Hell, which is obviously linked to Christianity and mm-hmm. Hell. Um, Narthi and Jormungandr. So these four children are certainly not good. Um, and when you look at things like Ragnarok, which is the Viking apocalypse. So for anybody who's not 100% on what that is, it's the Viking apocalypse. Um, this apocalypse is the end of the world. Um, and Loki's children are very instrumental in that. And they are pretty much the reason <laughs> that yeah, the world ends. World ends um, so we'll get into what everybody knows, Thor. Thor is the most famous of all the gods. Um, I think realistically that is mainly due to the comics. Yeah. Um, and the Avengers. Um, so he's, he's the god of thunder. He's not the god of war. He, he has an input in war, but he is not the god of war. Um, he's the god of thunder and the, he can control the weather. Um, there's a lot of things he can do. There's a lot of things he can't do, and there's a lot of things that Marvel comics do exaggerate. Obviously, 
that's that's their job. Um, so he's the son of Odin, and he is the strongest of all the gods. So he is physically the strongest out of any of the gods. Right. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean he's always going to win. Um, so obviously, the most famous thing he has is his hammer, which is called Molnir, or which is spelled MJ, but it's I don't know how to pronounce it in Norse, so <laughs> it's Molnir for us. Um, so he, he's the protector of Asgard. So he is the the bodyguard for every god. So he's the one that if anybody tries to enter Asgard, he's the one they've got to go through. Um, quite menacing. He's depicted um, as quite a big bloke. Um, obviously, again, this, going back to the comics, he's he is depicted as as a very you know Herculean figure. He's quite big. He's quite robust. Um, doesn't look like he'd fall down very easily. So. Um, I think if they depicted him as quite a skinny bloke, he probably wouldn't pull it off no. very well. So, um, the thing with it, the funny thing I find is, um, he, he rides a chariot. Chariot's very common in those days anyway. Um, but his chariot's actually pulled by goats, which is a, mm. it's a strange one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it doesn't seem like it'd be very quick. No, I'm not sure. I suppose with him being a goddy, it <laughs> wouldn't get away with it. Um, the 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 intro the thing I've always found amusing is um, if he gets hungry. This is the story: is if he gets hungry, he just kills one of the goats and eats it. Yeah, well, that certainly then, slow it down a bit. Well, well, he can then bring it back to life. All oh, right. Well, I don't get how he can bring it back to life if it's if he's eating it, but maybe he can create life, which mm. uh, which would be quite interesting. Create a hamburger. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> so that, eat a goat. <laughs> eat what you want. Get a nice pizza out of it. Um, so a lot of people, the thing you will notice with, with Thor is, um, a lot of, you might not notice is the link between Thor and modern day. So everyone knows the days of the week. If you're one of my kids, you've got a song, which is really irritating that goes with it. Um, but Thursday, Thursday is, is an, an ordinary day, but it, it is derived from the word Thor in Viking mythology. It was called Thor's day, Thursday. So. Mm-hmm. You know, not not the greatest thing to modern technology, but there there is a link between the two. So, so Vikings have always been essential um, in in culture. You just don't notice it. There's a lot of things you they don't certainly notice. left. Look at them. Certainly left a mark on the world, considering they weren't around that long. No, you I mean you're talking about 300 years roughly. Yeah. Um, there there are there are stories when if you actually. If you look right back into, into history, um, one of the most famous battles for anyone in Britain, um, everybody knows the Battle of Hastings in 1066. So the Battle of Hastings was where the King of Normandy, um, came over, William the Conqueror, as we call him, but the King of Normandy came over, um, and he, he took over England. He, he won the Battle of Hastings and he took over. What you might not know, is that William of Normandy, his granddad was a Viking and the Vikings, as they sailed down the coast of Europe, came through Denmark and into Belgium. Well, it wasn't Belgium then. It was, that's where Normandy would have been the, the sort of the north coast of France. Um, and they took over that, that area. So the Vikings have always played a part in British history. Um, and even past that, I mean, with him having Viking blood, you can trace most families can be traced back to 
that sort of in this country at least, um, sort of almost a thousand years. Mm. Um, I mean, my, my family can be traced back to 1068, which is the doomsday book, uh, which was done by William the Conqueror. So, uh, annoyingly for my family is, uh, in that we are living in Watford and I am the first person in my family who hasn't lived in Watford for nearly a thousand years. So, you know, for you, for those of you who don't know, Watford is a little town just north of London, which is why I've got a dodgier accent than Lee. Mm. So I say dodgier, it's a lot better, but well, <laughs> we have this debate at work quite a bit. Um, Odin is married. Yep. Um, a lot of Norse gods are, some aren't, some are. There's, uh, but Odin is married and his wife is called Frigg. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we will leave that one where it is. Um, so it, she's the queen of the Asgard. She's in charge. Um, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, she's in charge, not Odin. Yeah. You know, we all, well, he's out <laughs> pissing about anymore. Yeah. Time. We, we all know how it works. So uh, certainly back in my house, I'm not in charge. So, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be the same. Uh, interestingly enough, though, she's not Thor's mum. She's his stepmom. So Thor's mum is a giant. Uh, you'll find a lot of the gods, um, are demigods almost, yeah. you know, they're, but they're linked with mythological creatures like giants, um, things that may or may not exist depending on your outlook. Um, so. Frigg is the goddess as, of love. As opposed to, as opposed to the Viking gods, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> said I believed in it. I just know a lot about it. Um, it's, uh, so she was the goddess of love, marriage, and fertility. So she was known for, if you, you know, if you were getting married, you'd pray to her. Um, you'd, you'd do sacrifices to Frigg to, to, you know, so you had a long and happy marriage, um, and love and, you know, all the other bollocks that goes with it. Um, the thing that most women may not like is she was actually the goddess of domestic household chores. Right. So if you wanted your wife to do better chores, you prayed to her. Um, some might say we need a god like that nowadays, but <laughs> someone was saying that the other day. I can't yeah. remember it was. Although to be fair, I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a sensitive subject, that one. Mm. Um, not one that I, I think we should, we well, should. I guess have. in them days it was, it's, it was, uh, ec- you know, more acceptable because the, the men were out pillaging and, yeah, I mean, the thing the with the Vikings, <clears throat> or dying. Um, yeah, mainly <laughs> dying. The thing with the Vikings is, um, they weren't, I mean, apart, I mean, domestic chores, um, obviously were seen as a woman's job, but actually fighting and, and hunting and pillaging and things like that. They, they weren't necessarily sexist. If, if a woman could swing an axe, she came out on a fight. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They, they weren't, they were one of these, um, races that sort of, they believed in that equality. It was, it was a case of the best person for the job, not necessarily, yeah. you know, they, they didn't care male, female, whatever. It was, if you were the right person for the job, you did the job. Um, so that was, that was their sort of outlook on life, um, which is quite nice. Um, so we'll move on to another god. These, again, like I was saying, these are all part of the Asir family. So these are all part of the main branch of Norse gods. Um, Tyr is, uh, one of, one of the most famous gods, um, especially if you know a lot about Viking mytho- mythology. Um, if you don't, this may be one you don't know. 
Um, so he is the god of war. So this is where you find people get him, not necessarily him mistaken, but they think Thor is the god of war. It's actually Tyr is the god of war. Um, very similar to the Roman god Mars. He's actually depicted very similar. Um, well, didn't Mars have, I, I didn't, whenever I picture Mars, I always picture him in a Viking helmet. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if that's, I don't I, know why. I, do you know, I haven't seen a picture of Mars since I was in, uh, Secondary school, so you're going back a few years. Yeah, yeah. not that the Vikings had horns on the fucking helmets. Oh god, that well, that is one thing that really yeah. winds me. I'm one of these. I, I like me. My history has to be exact. Yeah. And God, Vikings never wore horns, ladies and gentlemen. But that, but that, you know, that's the picture that if I think of Mars, that's the picture I get yeah. in without the, the traditional, or what we'd think of as a traditional the, Viking the horn helmet. helmet. Horn, yeah. Um. So I don't know why. That's <laughs> all right. Um, so Tyr was, he was also the god of law and justice. Now, justice is a big part of Viking mythology. You know, they, they were, I think a lot of their stories were designed to scare children and mm. to scare people into actually doing scare the straight. right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fear is a wonderful tactic. Weapon as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. I mean, it works nowadays. You just need to look at the situation in Iran. You know, you, you just, put the fear out there and everyone, you know, you just need to look through most people's Facebook feeds and you can see bomb, bomb Iran. And it's sort of like, you know, there is that fear there and fear creates people to behave. Mm. And it, it, it worked well for the Vikings. It's going to work well now. Um, so one of the stories you'll find with, with tear. So Odin was known as the one eyed God. The tear was known as the one armed God. So he actually only had one arm. Okay. Uh, now, Covered earlier, or, or mentioned earlier, uh, Fenrir, which is one of Loki's children. So Fenrir is a wolf. Um, and basically, Fenrir, during this time, was very, very, very powerful. Um, and he could pretty much take on any of the gods. So all the gods, they got together, they had a meeting, and they decided that Fenrir needs to be tied up. Mm. He needs to be bound so if you ever look at pictures of Fenrir, majority of the time he's got chains around his legs um, or rope or, you know, whatever the, whatever's depicted, but he will be chained up. He will be tied up. Um, the main reason for that is this story basically says that um, Fenrir turned around and said, I'll do it. I'll let you tie me up. However, one of your gods needs to put their arm right next to me. If I can break out, of the chains, then I'll unleash all kinds of hell. If I can't, I'm going to take his arm. And that's why Tears only got one arm because yeah. he's the only dumb shit that put his arm up and went, I'll do that. So that's why he, he stood next to, to Fenrir. Uh, when the Fenrir realized he couldn't break the chains, that's when he took Tears arm. Sam. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why he's the god of justice. You know, his justice, for losing his arm was that the greatest monster at the time who could have destroyed the world doesn't get to destroy the world. So yeah, well, again, not yeah. sure I'd want to make that sacrifice, but I don't know. That's a, yeah, it depends on it. You ain't going to live if you don't. Yeah. It is, no. Yeah. It's, yeah. Do you lose your arm or die? So yeah. Yeah. Strange one, but uh, that was, that was the choice and, and that's what he did. So good uh, on him. I yeah. Say. Well done. Well done to <laughs> Um, the other one, uh, the other god that I'd like to cover is, um, he's called Heimdall. So 
again in the Avengers movies, if I'm not mistaken, he's he is he is a depicted in the event one of the Avengers movies. Um and I'm not a comic buff, so please forgive me. I I don't know which one. Um but he was the he's he is the basically the guardian. He's he's the guy on the bridge. So there's a bridge between Midgard and Asgard so mm. that connects our world to their world. And he is the, the overlooker. He, he, he will warn the gods of anything. Um, he is the one, if you want to get into Asgard, you've got, he will see you first. Um, so he never sleeps or very, very rarely. Um, so if I'm, again, if I'm not mistaken, he's depicted in the, uh, the movies as having white eyes, just pure white. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I'm sure he's depicted as white eyes. And that is because he just doesn't sleep, doesn't need to sleep. Um, and he's got, his hearing is said to be that good that he can hear the grass growing. Which okay. Is, which is pretty, uh, pretty annoying. Pretty, pretty yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would, I'm not sure. I'd, I mean, I've got good hearing, but I'm not sure I'd want to wear that. Um, so he's the watchman of God. No wonder he never sleeps. No, fucking hell. <laughs> um, he's the watchman. Um, and he will sound the horn at the beginning of Ragnarok. So when the giants ascend to Asgard to fight the gods, he will let everyone know that, that it's, it's happening. So that's his job. That it's going down. Yeah. No, it's, it's not yet. <laughs> Be nice if it did. I'd, I'm quite, I'm ready for the end of the world. I'm fed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's too much too much evil in the world, and you're not allowed to have an opinion anymore, are we? Um, no, no. So we'll move on to the next the next family of gods. There are other gods that are, are in the essays, but you know we're not we're restricted to one show, so I'm not going to bore everyone with all of the other gods. Um, so we'll move on to the veneer. So it's a smaller family, smaller group of gods. Um, but they do have a, a handful, maybe two or three that are actually worth mentioning and are, are worth talking about. Um, and they will bring a little bit of light to, to some people. And, and you may or may not know them. And again, they are linked. You can see links between them and other gods in other mythology. Right. Um, so the main one that you'll hear about is, uh, Njord. Um, and he is the god of the sea. So, I mean, you look through most cultures, they've all got a god of the yeah. sea, Triton and, Poseidon. Poseidon, yeah, there are, there Captain are. Captain Birdseye. Yeah, Captain Crunch, if you're American. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he is the, he's a god of the sea. So, although he's not part of the main family, he, you know, he's got his own little family and, and that he is in charge of what would say. When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. Quite a big part of the world, you know. The Vikings were well known for for being sailors. They were well known for being conquerors, and all of that came from from the ships. So, um, the fact that you know they 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 had a god for that, but yet he wasn't one of the main gods from the main family. I think is quite an interesting mm. interesting outlook. Um, you know, Vikings have conquered 
pretty much every part of the world, believe it or not. They were the first Europeans in America. Mm. Um, a lot of Americans will have learned about Christopher Columbus. Very, very, very few of them will ever have learned about Leif Erikson, who was the first yeah. Viking. So you may have heard of Eric the Red. Um, he was Leif Erikson's dad, hence the name Erikson. Um, he traveled, um, Eric the Red traveled across Greenland. Um, into Iceland, into Greenland, um, and Leif Erikson went from Greenland to Newfoundland and into Canada, and then down into North America, um, which a lot of people don't know. Um, I'd love someone to bring a movie out on this because it's interesting, and I think it's some things as as a his- historian and you know having taught history and seeing kids and, and, you know, bringing them up with history. There are a lot of things that are missed out in history. And this is one of them. And, you know, every child everywhere in the world, I think knows about Christopher Columbus and how he was the first European to set foot on American soil. And yet the Vikings did it 400 years before. Mm. Um, So there are a lot of things that people don't know. And I think there are a lot of things that that you probably should. Um, So we'll, Sidetracking a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> we'll go back to Njord. So, well, it didn't stay there long, I suppose. So. Well, it didn't stay anywhere very long. No. Yeah, you know, bit of um, gypsies of their time. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he he was uh, he actually married a giant, um, a giant with very bad eyesight because uh, she actually confused him for another god, and then they got married. Hmm. And then obviously, when she realised she'd married the wrong god, she sort of went, "Ah, oh, shit." Pretty much like my wife did, to be honest. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so it was a short marriage, believe it or not. Uh, it wasn't, it, they weren't together for very long. Um, arguing, no. they were known for arguments. Um, when they argued, that would be when the, there was bad weather at sea. Um, a lot of things like that that were linked. Um, but this argue, this argument basically split them up. Um, she being a giant wanted to live in the mountains. Him being the god of the sea, wanted to live by the sea. So, um, I mean, that was, that was a big argument and that split them up. However, they did have children. So, um, they're the son that, uh, we will cover a little bit in a, in a bit, um, is, is Freya, Freya. Now there's Freya and there's Freya which sounds exactly the same, but there's Freya the man, which is F-R-Y-E-R or F-R-Y-R. And there's Freya, which is F-R-E-Y-A. Yeah. So Freya with an A is a girl with just the R is the boy. Um, so he was the son of Njord. Um, and he was basically, if, if you were a Viking at the time, he was probably one of the most favored gods. You know, everyone loved him. He was one of these characters, uh, one of these sort of gods that everybody enjoyed that, you know, talking about, he was probably one of the most favorite. Um, but yeah, he's sort of lost in history. Um, so he actually lives in a place called Affelheim or Alfheim, um, which is the forest of the elves. So I will cover elves in a bit. I know, uh, this is where there are links to the supernatural for those of you going, this is just about gods. This isn't supernatural. We do have a little bit coming in in a bit. Um, so he's said to have ridden a chariot. Yeah, his uh, chariot was pulled by two boars. Um, right. Slightly so, better than goats. Slightly better, but not not the best, I don't yeah. think. Um, so it was said that if you sacrificed a boar, 
then you were sacrificing him to Freya and you would have a long and happy marriage. So he was uh, actually the god of, sort of the god of marriage almost, where you had Frigg, who's the goddess of marriage. He was sort of seen as She's the, the bedroom of, department. Yeah, he was <laughs> He was seen as the, the god of marriage. Um, but th- th- there's no real... There's no real stories about it, but it just says that if you were to sacrifice to him, then it would be good for your love life. So mm. everyone get out and buy a boar and just kill it. Okay. So there are all those vegans out there. Mm, like, sacrifice. Maybe, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we I wouldn't sacrifice anything. No, not if I wasn't going to eat it. I just don't no, see I guess it. I would eat it, wouldn't I? I don't know. It's not really a sacrifice then, is it? It's just food. Mm. <laughs> So, um, so we'll move on to his sister, which is Freya. Um, and with she an is the, go- yeah, with an A. She is the goddess of fate and destiny. Um, so she was depicted in Norse mythology as the most beautiful goddess, um, of all of them. So yeah. she was, so this is what I mean. We you know you're talking about a different family, the smaller family, and you've got the god of the sea, the god of quite the, significant, which yeah. is 75% yeah. of the yeah. world, the god of, love and marriage and elves and elves were really poignant in Norse mythology. And then the most beautiful goddess of all. So although they're a smaller family, they, Mm. they were really sort of impactful. I mean, Viking, Viking S name Freya, I think is that the only one that's still sort of common? I think so. Um, (laughs) Not common, but still in use. Yeah. I've I've not seen anyone called Ragnar. No, (laughs) I used to know a Freya. She was quite pretty as well. So, Yeah, it must be, uh, yeah, must, you can only have that name if you're pretty then, mm. I suppose. Um, so again, talking about weird chariots, she was associated with cats and her chariot was called Pulled by Cats. Right. And I'm not talking big cats. These are house cats, you know, like you'd have in your house. So it's just thousands of cats. No, just two. Just, right, just okay. two cats. So she must have been really fucking light. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that is, I mean, that's, that's a list of some of the gods. Obviously there are more. Um, if you're into a Vi- uh, your Norse mythology, you're into your Vikings, um, you may or may not know some of them. You may know some more. Um, there are more. And there's, there's hundreds, absolutely hundreds of gods. So, um, you know, if you're into it, have a look. Try and find out a little bit more about them. Um, so we're going to mo- move on to some more of the scary sides to Norse mythology, some more paranormal things. Um, there may be things that you may or may not know. Um, I think possibly the most famous of all of these are called Draugas. I don't know if you ever heard of Draugas. No, not by that name. No. So if you're not familiar, they are essentially zombies. So they're the walking dead. Um, so Draugas, the zombies of Norse mythology, um, they're said to have superhuman strength and they can increase and decrease in size. So they can get bigger, smaller, wider. Or whatever. Um, so they are very, very dangerous, um, but they are very easy to spot because they can't get rid of the smell of death. Mm. Now, for anyone, imagine ever, that'd be quite difficult, yeah, yeah. for anyone who's ever smelt death, yeah, it's unpleasant. Um, and it's not something that, you know, they couldn't shift that. So if you knew you were coming across one, you knew well before you saw them. Um, however, they were bloody fast and they could do what they wanted and they were superhuman strength. I don't think you'd have got away for very long. So, um, the, the thing with them that I, again, this is where I say that a lot of it's linked to stories. Um, 
to scare kids. I mean, they're, they're said to be guarding treasures to that, that they would take to Valhalla. Um, for those of you who don't know, Valhalla is the afterworld, the heaven, so to speak, of the Vikings. Um, so this story is basically to put off grave robbers, I would say. You mm. know, if you're, uh, you know, a lot of the time then they were buried with their Trinkets, treasures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the stuff they'd need in the afterlife this way. You're not going to go and attack the, or try and nick from that grave if you know that they could come back to life and, and, uh, kill you. So, yeah. um, so it was also believed that you would turn into a Draugr once you died if you were evil. So if you were an evil person, if you were greedy or unpopular, then you would not ascend to Valhalla and you would become a Draugr. So That's even true. unpopular people wouldn't, could potentially end up as, as a walking zombie. dead. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of supernatural. I'm not sure how many of your listeners believe in zombies coming back. I know you had a, yeah, had not, a story a couple not, of weeks yeah, ago where not many, um, <laughs> what one of your, one of your hosts decided that, you know, humanity was, that was the end of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did a poll and zombies was uh, ranked pretty low. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine it wasn't the, uh, no. wasn't the most popular, um, but it makes a good movie. So, well, you're not a fan. No, no. I think it's, uh, it's personal preference. Uh, again, the thing I always link these two is again, if you're a game of Thrones, the white walkers, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of, you know, these, these guys. And when, when you look at pictures of them, they're basically the same thing. Yeah. Maybe without the ice, but they've certainly got the eyes. Well, they've got to have the eyes armor. in Scandinavia, aren't they? Yeah. This is what I mean. I think there's a lot of things that modern days are taking from the Vikings and sort of adapting it. And yeah. It's really, really popular. Well, hell was one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Hell, hell never existed. No, you hell, know, they, hell for the Vikings was a snowy wasteland mm. uh, where you couldn't grow food and, uh, but basically, it was the idea was um, that if you didn't if you didn't do your chores and all and all what you should do during the summer and, and the good months, when it comes winter, you're gonna you're gonna pay the price for it. So mm-hmm. essentially, you're gonna have no food left. Um, the community is gonna struggle. Blah blah blah. And it, that was the idea of hell. Yeah. And obviously, the um, the Christians came across and they took that back to the to the Middle East and obviously in the Middle East they said they said, Well oh, can we all go there? You know? yeah. <laughs> We're in the desert and this sounds beautiful. So yeah. that's when they changed it to a, a a fire and brimstone and all the rest of oh, it. Oh God, Christianity, that's uh that's a fun one. And mm. um, well, again, I, they, they they draw from all these previous there's loads of stories. Yeah. yeah. I mean the, not the one just I those, was... I mean Samaria and mm. uh, all over the place. So there's loads. Loads of stories. It's it's brilliant to uh to sort of sit from an, an objective point of view. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not, I was brought up religious. Uh, my dad is Salvation Army. So I was brought up on Christianity. Salvation Army. So yeah, it's not just a charity. It is a church. Is it? Yeah. Mm. yeah believe it or not. Um, so a, a lot of, I was brought up on the Bible and I'm not ignorant to it, but I do love the fact that there are stories that I look at as a historian and go, I can see where they've got that from. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the one that always gets me well, that, is, this is what would, sorry, carry on. No, no, no. Say so that the one that always gets me is this de- depiction of the devil. I mean, yeah. This depiction of the devil comes from German mythology, yeah. German and Norse mythology. Um, I mean, if any of you, uh, we've just come through the festive period. If any of you have ever seen 
Krampus. Krampus mm. is, is the devil. Yeah. yeah, he's the devil. He's got the horns and hooves, and yeah, and that's how you you depict Satan. But yet, if you read the Bible, Satan was the most beautiful angel, angel that ever yeah. existed. So there's a lot of yeah. That, that don't really work though, does it? No, you're gonna you're gonna go you're gonna go where the, the most beautiful people are. <laughs> no. you know, yeah, I love a bit of that. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of uh, a comedian called Jim Jeffries. I mean, he's very very un PC. Mm. Um, but one of his jokes, Australian guy. Yeah, the Australian. Yeah, well, one of his jokes is um, he says, you know, if if you're gonna go to hell, if you've been a prick your whole life, why is the devil gonna punish you? You're one of his boys. Mm. And I sort of I've always thought that. I thought, you know, if you're a dick. Why would you go somewhere where the king of the dicks is going to, you know what I mean? He's going to be like giving you high fives and everything. Yeah. Get yeah. this coke and hookers, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, don't make so, a lot of sense. No, it? it doesn't. I think that's why, you know, I don't know why they added that in later, but I guess, you know, it's the punishment. It you're scaring the king. That, yeah, it's that. But what I was saying is, like, you were talking about drawing from, from these previous stories. And again, we were just talking about that uh, earlier on when we were talking about Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and all this sort of shit. It's just the same thing. It's just being regurgitated. Yeah. And slightly different and... Same old, same old. But, you know, it's essentially the same story, underlining yeah. story, you know. Yeah. And it, and it works. Mm. It sells. Yeah, because it, it's familiar enough mm. to, to make sense. It, even though it's totally abstract. Yeah. Um, You know, what you're seeing on the screen. But because it's such a familiar story, it sort of, you know, rings a bit of, like, rings a bit true. Yeah, you can almost believe yeah. it. So, I mean, that's what sells, isn't it? So, I mean, talking of hell. Sex. Yes, sex yeah. always sells. You get boobs in it, then it's definitely going to sell. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Learned that pretty early, didn't they? They, they did learn that in the first series. Um, so, talking of hell. So, I mean, hell is obviously, in the Viking world, is uh, is actually Loki's daughter. Yeah. So, um, she yeah, she was at hell's an actual person. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a place. Yeah. The place is just the underworld. Yeah. So... She was like in charge of it. Yeah, she yeah. was the leader. Um, and it said that she, in her realm, she was the most powerful god. So not even Odin himself could beat her in the underworld. So she was pretty damn powerful. I don't know how powerful she was outside of the underworld. She's never left. Well, you know, she's when, not going to issue. No, when Ragnarok hits, she will leave. Um, so she's described. Uh, you will you will see pictures. A lot of the pictures, I think, are a bit mm, bit disconcerting because the pictures sort of show her as almost half zombified or half dead and half quite pretty. Okay. And she's actually only half of it is decomposed. The other half is just normal. She's not actually what down the middle or across yeah, the middle. Down the middle, straight down, head to toe. Mm. Um, but she's not actually known as. A beauty, whereas I think when you look at some of these pictures, um, they sort of make her out as half dead, half beautiful, and I think she was just half dead, half average. She was about a five, not a ten. Okay. So, um, so um, the other funny thing is You're probably uh, scraping the barrel if you're in, in the underworld. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean you probably so. are, but she had the legs of a dead body. Okay. So you know, uh, I don't know matter how good the face looks, if the legs are a dead body, it's not really, uh, not really that good. Um, so we'll go back to elves. Um, so obviously I mentioned elves earlier with Freya with an R, not an A. Yeah. Um, so the elves were actually sort of a massive, massive part of Norse mythology. Um, there were good elves 
or light elves, and they were bad elves or dark elves, depending on how you say good elves, bad elves, light or dark. Um, so dark elves, these were essentially your dwarves. Um, so there were dwarves and then there were dark elves. Um, they were very, very similar and there are a lot of lines that cross over. So we'll go into dwarves a little bit more. Um, but there was, there were slight crossovers with, with elves and dwarves. Um, they both lived up underground. Um, to look at a dark elf, they are literally jet black. So sort of like a grim reaper type of look. Um, no, what the skin or the clothing? Just, just everything. Right. You know, the eyes, the skin, the body, everything. They would just, you'd look at it like a shadow. Yeah. Um, so they came across as probably quite creepy to look mm, at yeah. if you ever <laughs> come across one. Um, so they were, they were for Midgard, they were known for, uh, famine, drought, um, starvation, bad crops, things like that. That was all put down to, to bad elves. Mm. Um, yeah. What else could it be? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Global warming. Um, elves. Yeah. Damn elves. Definitely the elves. You sound like Andy now. <laughs> um, and then you've got your light elves. So your light elves are beautiful. So again, when you're looking at Lord of the Rings, yeah. I mean, they're all pretty good looking. The wood elves. Yeah. They're yeah. all, they're all beautiful, long blonde hair, um, really pale skin. Not a fan of point years though. I've got to be honest. Uh, I don't think you look at the ears, do you? <laughs> when you're poking the fire. No, exactly. <laughs> look at the mantelpiece, mate. Um, so. I don't know. It'd be a pretty off-putting, I'd say. Yeah. I suppose. You just wear the hair down. Just don't mm. put it in a ponytail. Um, uh, so they, they were, they, they were mentioned in Norse mythology as being more beautiful than the sun. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to stare at the sun. No. But. But it's, yeah. You can get the gist of how, yeah. how, you know, these, these were, real creatures of, of amazement sort of thing. Um, so when you go back to Freya, um, he was actually in charge of the elves. So he's not an elf, he's a god, but he was, he lived in Alfheim or Alfheim, um, which is where they lived and he was in charge of all the elves. So he had quite an important job, quite an important role. Um, and elves were see good elves at this time were seen almost as popular as the gods. So when you look at Freya and how popular he was in Norse mythology and to the Vikings, how important he was. And then you look at how important the elves were, you can see why they, they believe that it was so important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we covered a bit of Fenrir. Um, I say he's, he's basically the most famous, pretty much the most famous wolf ever. I can't imagine there's many, many more famous wolves. Teen. Big bad wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was pretty bad. He wasn't, he wasn't good. So, um, I said he was the son of Loki. He took the, t- the arm of Tyr. Um, and the gods actually, after they took this, after he took the arm, um, the gods placed a sword in his mouth, um, which can't be removed. So. Um, they say that this, because the sword's in his mouth, he, he obviously is dribbling. Um, and the drool that came out of his mouth formed a river. So there's a lot of funny stories with this. <laughs> um, so this river, um, is basically is a reference to Ragnarok. The river's actually called Expectation 
which uh, obviously is more of a common word, but it's basically, it means that when Fenrir breaks his chains, the river floods. When the river floods, Ragnarok starts. Yeah. yeah so, um, but the, this, like, so Rag- Ragnarok is, is pretty much the end of the world. Um, there are, Fenrir will break his chains. Um, then the, the giants will fight the gods. Um, Thor will fight Loki's other child, which is Jormungandr, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. Um, so there is quite a lot of things that will happen at the end of the world. Um, and it's not necessarily, I mean, Vikings don't believe it's the end of the world. It's just the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. Um, you know, too much bad will happen. Um, like a cleansing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, um, it won't go back to the way it was, that sort of thing. Um, so a little bit off track there. We'll go back to, um, the elves. Um, so the elves, uh, they cause, like I said, the dark elves called human, human disease. Um, and the good elves had the power to heal. Um, elves could actually interbreed with humans. So they were from a similar realm or the same realm, depending on where you look at it. Um, so you could have demi elves and demi elves have slightly slight magical powers. Um, which, if you believe it now, I mean, I, there are people now that you sort of see and you go, oh, they do that. And like Yori Geller. Yeah, to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on a demi elf. He's a demi elf, yeah. And David Blaine. Uh, I, I mean, more, you know, um, there are a lot of people that, that, you know, they do things, not necessarily magic. A lot of magic can be explained. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are some, do you know what? I sit and watch Britain's Got Talent and there are some where you go, Nah, that's not possible. And there are other times where I sit there and my wife will smack me because I'll tell them how they did the trick. Um, so yeah, I mean, that there are, there are things, uh, I think that a lot of people do, do certain things that you'd sort of could see as magical. Um, which I find quite interesting. You know, did, did demi elves exist? Do they still exist? Mm. Are there people now who have elven blood from a thousand years ago who, who find that they can do certain things that other people can't do. Well, if you look into the UFO, UFO, UFOlogy side of things, and they, they do believe that the aliens come for certain people, abduct certain people based on genetics, mm. looking for some sort of link uh, going always, back. So. Yeah, you never know. Um, there's a lot to believe, though, isn't it? There's a lot. It, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, I think nowadays there'd be very few people that would follow this religion now. I think with the dwarfs is slightly different because, like I say, there's there's quite a few cultures that sort of believed in these, and and there's quite a few cultures who at the time sort of talk about relationships with these, you know, like um, sharing of products. Um, so they give mm. them this, and the, the dwarfs would bring them this, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they seem a little bit more um, of a possibility. Yeah, uh, to have been true, whether they're still around or not. But they lived; they were supposed to live well, on the ground. Are, but you're not allowed to call them dwarves anymore. No, <laughs> but in Siberia, I mean, they've dug up mines in Siberia. They've they've gone out with like uh, top, you know, like latest technology from planes and stuff, scanning the ground. They've actually found deposits of, uh, you know, raw materials that they've gone to, uh, basically, dig a tunnel, uh, a shaft into to excavate. To see if it's you know worthy of excavation, yeah. And when they've gone in there, they've actually found that it's already been excavated. 
in the past. And then the tradition, the, the people there, actually, the tradition is that these were uh, dwarves that did that in the past. Wow. So. Yeah. You never know. No. Uh, talking about dwarves, I mean, um, there are some stories with, with you know, dwarves and, and Norse mythology. So um, they originated from uh, one of the giants. There was a giant called Ymir, which is spelt with a Y. It's not ironic. E. Yeah. Is it? Well. Ymir. No, that they originated from a giant. Oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is um, that they weren't from a giant. They were the maggots off his back. Right. Yeah. yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, when he had maggots on him, they'd pus open and they'd turn into dwarves. Hmm. And how people believe these stories is, is beyond me sometimes, but, mm. you know. Um, Have you seen Scientology? <laughs> you left Tom Cruise on the phone next. Fuck him. <laughs> um, so yeah, they lived uh, underground. So this is what you're saying. Obviously, you know the underground yeah. lines and things like that. So there was um, their world was uh, called Swaffelheim. Swaff Swaffelheim. Swaffelheim. One of them. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. <laughs> um, which is uh, basically just mines and forges. So they were master craftsmen. Yeah. Um, they forged Molnir, which is Thor's hammer. Um, they formed gold, um, Gungir, which is, uh, Odin's spear. Um, so the myths that, you know, the dwarves, that there's a lot behind them. You know, there's a lot to, uh, to sort of believe with them. You know, Substantiate. They, yeah. There's, yeah. They, they weren't just there. That, and this is where I say, you know, they, they lived with dark yeah. elves, but they weren't uh, respond. They, it's like say with dwarves, it's the, there seems to be a bit more, substance to it yeah you know then the other things yeah the master but, craftsman and yeah although to be fair it does state that in uh if they were exposed to sunlight they'd turn to stone yeah i'm not sure about that one but mm. the rest the rest I, I you can almost believe um so the other thing with obviously that there are trolls trolls are in norse mythology um trolls again are another thing that they say you know if, if they were exposed to sunlight they'd turn into stone um trolls aren't necessarily seen as evil but they were, they sort of shied away from humans. Um, I mean, I know you're a, you're a big Bigfoot fan. Um, I'm not suggesting he's a troll, but there, you, you can almost well, believe that why there are creatures that have hidden from humans yeah. for centuries. And, you know, you can see the link between, you know, I mean, if I'm right in saying we only found pandas in sort of, the early yeah, recent and Billy century. Apes not that long yeah. ago, and a, a herd of deer in Vietnam. Yeah, and you think about all the people that have been in Vietnam. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I mean, I mean, obviously the Chinese government known about pandas for generations, but you know this, the Western world haven't mm. seen pandas. I think there's more species extinct now than there is on the planet today. Wow. There's more. Ex- there's more extinct that have been you know been and gone. Than there is. If you think about the diversity of the planet mm. now, you think there's a lot of fucking, you know, there's 55 different types of, well, millions of different types of frogs, hundreds of different types of crocodile and this yeah. shit. And, and you think, and birds, and you think, fucking hell, there's diversity everywhere. But then you, then when you think about it, that more has gone extinct than what's here now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, you know, so again, you know, when we're talking about these things, all right, yeah, all right, we're doing a bit of like tongue in cheek, like, but maybe. Is that you know things do go extinct? Yeah, you know, and I mean gone. Yeah, There's the species of things we'll never know about that we're here. Yeah, we'll never know about unless they've fossilized somewhere. I mean, 
you know, things live in forests and that they don't fossilize very well. You know, we've only no. got a couple of fossils of chimpanzees, for example. Um, obviously, they're still alive, so we know they, yeah. they're around. But if they weren't... How much would you know? Mm. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird. And anyway, you, I digress. Yeah, no, you, you're right. Though. You know, there's there's a lot of things that still unexplained in the world. And I think, you know, as... as Well, yeah, the Big Bang for one. <laughs> yeah, we need to, <laughs> as humans, be a little bit more open-minded to, to certain things... Um, you know, I think there's stuff that's written in books sort of 2000 years ago. I think you can't, it, the world isn't as black and white as that. You know, no. there are a lot Look more. at things what have been, was written down 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I did a show just recently on the, um, origins, man, human origins. Uh, yeah. The Anunnaki. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you look at that stuff and, you know, a lot of that seems like it's got foundations, uh, you know, in reality. Um, yeah. you know, but obviously you can't say any more than that because there's no, there's no proof, proof but, yeah. um, but you're talking about something that happened 10,000 years ago. So, mm. or longer ago, mm. it's just written down 10,000 years ago. Well, they, whatever they say, 5,000, yeah. but we all know it's longer than that. Yeah. Well, we haven't been around that long, have we? Mm. <laughs> um, so in the last, the last one I want to cover, um, it's probably my favorite, um, is the, sea serpent called Yormungandr. So this is Loki's other child. Um, Now, he's known as the Midgard Serpent. um, And it's basically said that when he was younger, uh, Odin chucked him in the sea. He said, don't want him, chuck him in the sea. And he grew and he grew and he grew and he grew that big that he can actually bite his tail as he goes around the whole world. So he can go the entire length of the world and bite his own tail. So he is the it's a good m- trick. Yeah, it's a good trick. <laughs> he's massive. Um, so he's the mortal enemy of Thor. So this is why I like him because I'm not a massive Thor fan. Um, so it is said that basically when Ragnarok happens, him and Thor will fight. Now the story goes that Thor will kill him. However, um, Jormungandr is that poisonous. He's that dangerous. We that- don't know, do we? No, this is what I mean. This yeah. is where, you know, the Viking stories sort of say what will happen during Ragnarok and after, and after yeah. Ragnarok. And you sort of think, well, uh, if I was alive, then I'd be going, how the fuck do you know? Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, you can give me the stories from the past, but can you give stories from the future? It's, uh, um, but they, it says, well, some of it seems preordained. If it, he's, he's going to fight him at this point. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, everything's pre-planned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he will, he will, Thor will kill him. But the, the thing with Thor, um, he will be poisoned and he will die as well. So a bit of both. Yeah. You have a rocky freeze frame. They're both going to get knocked out. Um, they're both going to die. Um, so this battle, um, is basically the battle that will end the world. Um, once Thor and Jormungandr, um, have that fight, um, that's it. That you will think, um, when you listen to the stories, you'd sort of think, well, he's never met him. Um, but there are actually stories that will say that they have met in the past. Mm. So there is, a um, the Vikings very, very well known for fishing. Um, and one of the best fishermen in that time was a giant called Hymir. So he was one of the best fishermen. Um, and him and Thor, they went out fishing one day, uh, when they're out fishing, uh, they actually were fishing for whales, which obviously he's a giant. He's not going to fish for cod. No. So, uh, he went, he went after the whales. Um, Thor got a little bit bored, decided 
I don't really want to fish for whales. We're going to try somewhere else. They took the boat somewhere else. He cast his line down and he caught Yormungandr. And as he pulled him out of the water, um, there was obviously the poison and the blood and everything. And Jaime was that scared and that frightened that he cut the line before Thor could kill him. So he went back into the water, never seen again. So that's the story of Jormungandr. Mm. So Ragnarok. So we had his chance yeah, he, he, to he, stop he, the end of the world. He did, and he didn't take he it. Blew it. And that's where Ragnarok's going to happen. Yeah, the, that bastard pesky giant. He ruined the world. Well, they're all are very interesting. Um, like I say, a lot, a lot of this, you know, we see in modern films and books and all sorts of shit now. So it's nice to have a bit of background on it all so we know where, yeah. where it all fits in in the timeline. But one of the things he's going to cover, and uh, I'll give you a little bit here, was uh, the Wild Hunt. Yes. Um, this, again, comes from Norse mythology. and It, it moves around. It moves to, like, the Germanic tribes pick yeah, it up, and then there are they sort of bring of it across to, uh, to England as well. The idea is that, and I spoke about this on a, a recent episode, about this battle that took place in the sky. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the, this this is sort of the this is the idea of the wild hunt. So you'd hear thunder, you know, be like the the precursor to yeah. it all. The idea is you don't get caught out in 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 the wilds. You know, so if you're working late as a shepherd, or whatever, you make sure you get in before it gets dark because you don't want to get caught out in the wilds because you get you could get wrapped up in the wild hunt. Yes, or basically come through looking for people who have been slightly naughty or unbaptized, this kind of thing. When it came to uh, Britain, yeah, this is what it got yeah. to, you know uh, co-opted, and, and this is the belief. But anyone that had been slightly naughty or was uh, like, like you mentioned earlier, a bit slightly greedy or whatever, these are what they're looking for—bad souls, if you like. Yeah, yeah it's kind of phrase. So, what you'd notice—the first thing you'd notice—is like um, you'd hear the noise, then you'd hear the galloping of horses. And if you didn't take cover at that point, you would see the. Um, now these could come in various different forms. They're depicted from being like uh, the the traditional Grim Reaper yeah. on a horse, you know, with a cloak and the red eyes and all the rest of it. I mean, legion of them, or they're other, sometimes depicted as fallen soldiers. Uh, so in the armor and all the rest of it, and even depicted as uh, bare chested women. Um, Brilliant, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not sure I'd run and hide. No, that, that's that. going to be difficult to run and hide from. But yeah, um, so they all come in different shapes and forms. And there's actually an account here, which is based on um, account from England. So obviously, as it's, as the tradition sort of changed over the years, yeah. Um, but again, you know, just as this the uh, start here, this is from a guy called Jacob Grimm, and. He starts by saying, this is another class of spectres will prove more fruitful than for our investigation. They sweep through the forest and the air, whole companies with a horrible din. They widely spread the legend of the furious host, the furious hunt. Okay, so this is the wild hunt as we know it. Yeah. Right, let me find this account for you. It says, a peasant was coming home tipsy one night from town, and his road led him through the wood. Here he hears the wild hunt, the uproar of the hounds, the shouts of the huntsmen in the air. Midden digenwag, cries the voice, but he takes no notice. Suddenly, out of the clouds, 
there plunges down right before him a tall man on a white horse. Are you strong, he says. Here, catch hold of this chain, and we'll see if you can pull who can pull the hardest. The peasant courageously grasps the heavy chain, and up flew the wild hunter into the air. The man twisted the end of the uh, chain around an oak tree that was nearby, and the hunter tugged in vain. Haven't you tied your end to the oak tree? asked Wode, coming down. No, replied the peasant. Look, I'm holding it in my hands. Then you'll be mine, up to the clouds, cried the hunter, as he swung himself aloft. The man, in a hurry, knotted the chain around the oak tree again, and Wode could not manage it. You must have passed it round the tree, said Wode, plunging down. No, answered the peasant. Here, I've got it in my hands. Were you heavier than lead? You must. Up to the clouds with me, he rushed, up as quick as lightning. But the peasant managed as before. The dogs yelled, the wagons rumbled, the horses neighed overhead. The tree cracked to the roots. It seemed to twist around. The man's heart began to sink. But no, the oak stood its ground. Well pulled, said the hunter. Many a man I've made mine. You were the first ever to hold out against me. You shall have your reward. On went the hunt, full cry. Hello, hello, whoa, whoa. The, pre- <laughs> the peasant was slinking away. When from unseen heights, a stag fell groaning at his feet. This was Wode, who leapt off his horse and cut the game up. Thou shalt have some blood and hindquarters to boot. My lord, quoth the peasant, the servant has nothing to pay in a pail. In other words, he's got nothing to pay him with. Pull off your boot, cries Wode. The man did so. Now walk with blood and flesh to wife and child. At first terror, lightning in the load, but presently it grew heavier and heavier, and had hardly strength to carry it. With his back bent double, and bathed in sweat, he at length reached his cottage, and behold, the boot was filled with gold, and hindquarters... The leather pouch was full of silver. Here is no human huntmaster, he shows himself, but a veritable god on a white steed. Many a man has taken up into the clouds of heaven before. Now filling his boot with gold. So that's an account of someone getting caught in the wild hunt and managing to um, trick his way out of it kind of thing. Yeah. But essentially, if he didn't, then he was going to be taken. So that, that's the sort of premise of it. They, they, they rode across the land. If you got caught, you got taken with them. Um, a little bit similar to what we get in, like, you know, when we get into, like, um, Celtic mythology and things like this, mm. where we start getting the fairies taking people, and now alien abduction kind of thing. Um, maybe so, that's what it was. They were saying, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe the story is... Well, it's interesting because yeah. they say they came from the clouds, and the, the, there, was the, there was a din, there was lightning, there was all this kind of mm. thing, and then there was a, the, you know, the, the, the beings appeared and took you, and yeah, um, definitely, it's all cloak and dagger kind of thing. So, I don't know, but um, anyway, that's the wild hunt. So, yeah, there's definitely a link between that and uh, the aliens. I reckon <laughs> I can see that. So. Well, that's it for another episode. So, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And uh, we will be back 
as soon as uh, Aaron's back, essentially. Yeah, when's he back? Uh, 16th, I think. Ah, so. So, yeah, so we'll keep doing what we do, but uh, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash go. netsuite.com slash go. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with Queen Mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. Other banks go out of their way to make redeeming credit card rewards needlessly complicated, like how they require minimums or force you to use your rewards before reaching some arbitrary expiration date. But Discover isn't like that. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. So you'll never have to jump through hoops. Unless you're like a trapezist, then by all means, go right ahead. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an IT guy. Yeah, I'm having trouble logging in. I'm not buying it. Say it again. This time with feeling. I can't log in? Come on, man. I want to feel your struggle. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit GEICO.com local today.